Happy birthday. Oh, it's not even our birthday. Happy congratulations <laughs> on reaching a hundred episodes. <laughs> wow. That is a beautiful song. Oh my God. The pipes on this one. Who knew? How many episodes in how many years? Three years. Three years. Yeah. Not bad, huh? A podcast born out of Quark's apartment. Yes. And now an animal podcast, as if it was never. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been an animal podcast. <laughs> What's the name of this podcast, by the way? It's yeah. 100th episode spectacular. Yeah. Brought to you by IKEA. No, I was lost in IKEA yesterday. Ramon was lost in IKEA today. Wow. <laughs> uh, IKEA bros. <laughs> Across I, Asia, I is it is it the biggest in the world? The SM one, the one in the one here in Manila is the biggest in terms of the floor space because it's its own structure. It's five floors. It's a maze. Wait, so it's like they got their own like you know, um, the like like showrooms. They built their own building. Wow. Yeah, it's between uh, SMX and Arena. And That's why it took so long to open. Remember the parking lot that SMX used to have? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, now, that's now five floors of IKEA. <laughs> so where's the parking lot for SMX now? Um, there's, a, there's a building on the other road, right? Oh. On the other side of the road. Or wasn't it like the parking lot between SMX and the convention center? They kind of like built it up. Yung beside arena kasi is MOA on one side, and then the other side is this entirely parking building. Yes. Although actually may parang call center pa yata in ibang floors. But that's that's now the parking of of SMX and Arena. Oh wait, so that other parking between the convention center and SMX is actually the building. The convention center is SMX. Ah, sorry, what's what's uh what's the one where you watch concerts? Arena. Arena. So between those two. That's where IKEA is. Holy crap. That's IKEA. Yeah. Okay. It used to be an open parking lot. And then that's where they built IKEA. Belisa. <laughs> yeah, it opened <laughs> actually last year, November yeah. 2021. But it's always been like so many people and then I only I, I just wanted to go on a random weekday. So today yeah. was that random weekday. Man. How is it? How are the crowds? Is it still crowded? Do you still need to sign up in a waitlist to enter? Uh, no waitlist naman, but it was more crowded than I expected. And then it was like a 30-minute wait in line for lunch right? to get the, get the, the meatballs. The, the meatballs. famous meatballs. <laughs> Which literally taste like any meatball. Yeah, it's basically any cafeteria meatball you've had. But I like the you know, some of the desserts. We had salmon. We're trying to be a little healthier. There are plant-based meatballs. Oh. Speaking of IKEA, Cork, did you know that uh, our friends over at Secret Menu directed and produced the new IKEA ads? Oh, another one. All right. For, uh, with Jose Marie Chan. Oh, yeah. Oh. Is it Kintin or? Well, no, it's Sinabea. Uh, Oh. Yeah, China, China. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, and you guys just launched. How was that, apparently? You launched, right? Yeah, where were you? I'm here in Singapore. Wait, wasn't it this last weekend? <laughs> huh? No. I don't know. I just saw in, like, the... Uh, I just saw in, like, the socials. There was, like, a launch. So, then... Secret Menu's launch was itself secret. <laughs> yeah. When was that? Wasn't that during the Leonore screening? 
Why are you asking it like a question? Weren't you the MC of that event? Yeah, and I think we were both there, and Quark showed up late. Yeah, oh. yeah, I think he showed up late. I, 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 at least <laughs> so, I have an excuse because I was drunk. I didn't see Leo. Leo was there. Leo was there. We were all there. It's a yeah, complete okay. party. All right, fun. But um, yeah, this was not. This is not a paid IKEA episode. Okay, by the yeah. way, even if there are a bunch of like IKEA activations within the podcasting space, but we'll take yeah. it, so. IKEA. If you're listening, <laughs> but we'll yeah. take it. Yeah. We'll take a lamp, IKEA. We watch. Yeah. We watch. Movies and TV on your couches, and we will <laughs> we will use your TV stands and. Uh... Did you get Kallax? That's my new favorite thing. Kallax, Kallax no, grab it. You can customize it. Oh my god, IKEA sponsor us now. What's Kallax? I'm Kallax is like modular shelving, and it's actually strong and good. Price. Oh, grab it. And IKEA, perfect come in for now. records. For records, yeah. Like <laughs> that's like I'm sitting in front of my Billy right now. <laughs> Look at all this uh, free PR IKEA. Call uh, us. Call me. Patrick. You have my email. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we'll work for Kalaxis. <laughs> Speaking of IKEA, 1997 was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> the year IKEA was born. Nothing, was nothing it really? No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's not, yeah, I mean, like the, the, it wasn't like the late 90s. It's, it's so funny. You go late, but you go big. <laughs> yeah, isn't it like the biggest Uniqlo in, in, in Asia? Not yeah. even in not even in Japan, but it's here. Oh man. Which one? The huh? We do? The one in BGC. Is it BGC? No. That can't be the biggest. I swear the one in Ginza is big in Japan. Wasn't it you know, before it was the no the the one in Korea five because it was like it's like eighty percent of that mall oh, of yeah, that structure. Right. I don't know. <laughs> wow, I have not been at the malls in the longest time. Really? There's an Ikea in Glorieta? Oh, no, that's the first. Talking about right? Uniqlo. What? Uniqlo. I mean, Uniqlo, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. No, the first Uniqlo was in, ano, Mall of Asia. Oh, diba? Mm. Nandito pa si Mr. Uniqlo. I don't remember. Basta si, <laughs> basta si, si Richard. Si Kadama Uniqlo. Si, ano, si richest man in Japan was here for the opening of the first Uniqlo in Mall of Asia. I, well, I just don't believe it's the biggest. Listeners, if you uh, contest this bit of trivia, please in, in, message in us. In Asia, I think. Not, yeah, no, I've been to the one in Ginza, which is a sole building, five floors of Uniqlo space. Are they narrow floors? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, I won't That's argue. where I they get you. Yeah. Floor space. High up sa branding tong episode na to. I know. Oh, you need to hate. Because it's none of them are our sponsors. <laughs> let's, let's just bleep. Even let's if bleep we record our episodes within our house, we still need to wear nice clothes, uh, Uniqlo. Yeah. So, you know, send us some comfy stories. recording clothes. So that 1997, right? I mean, yes, like 1997. What a year. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, second to 1999, yeah, I saw it shut, which is actually the number one film of the '90s according to the new indie wire list, which is kind of ridiculous. Early, yeah. I, I can see it. <laughs> I can see indie wire, indie wire doing it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love I... one comment when I posted that list in our Facebook group. Sino ba tong Erlik na to? <laughs> oh. 
Sino nagsulat nitong list na to? Because it was really very leftist. I will, I will say though that Eyes Wide Shot is one of those films that I did watch three times in a cinema. Yeah, me too. It's, it's a great movie. Diba? And um, yeah, I mean, siyempre by the time it came out, uh, he had died. So we were all like, yeah. I'm gonna watch this twice in a cinema. <laughs> Fidelio. Um, yeah. But, but, but yes, we're celebrating our 100th episode of Enslate by, I mean, I've, I don't know about you guys, but in between uh, our, the, all this embarrassment of fantasy riches with House of the Dragon and Rings of Power, I've just been re-watching movies and I think yes. I want to say happy birthday. <laughs> and Sandman. It's been two months. One month. One month, one maybe. Month. But we should also celebrate the 25th year anniversaries of 1997 yes. films. 25 years ago, guys, I just graduated from high school. That's nuts. I feel old. Just? But no, yeah, you were one year. <laughs> like, look, look, look at us. Yeah, 96, you. I graduated. We were the ones who kind of graduated um, high school. And then, yeah, and we, it, it was a crazy year. It was like, um, uh, compared to 99, it wasn't that many, um, like, uh, you know, in, in terms of quantity. But, like, I was looking at, I made a list of my top 10 of 1997, and, like, maybe seven are five stars. Uh, whereas, usually, sometimes it's just one or two a year. Sometimes none, right? So, parang, like, mm. wow, no, quantity, uh, quality. Quality. <laughs> you, you, 1997. And one of the best Oscars ever, I think. Both in in terms of the the program and the um and the nominees, I I don't know about the acting ones because I don't know now now that we're twenty five years on and you rewatch as good as it gets and Goodwill Hunting maybe I don't know mm. maybe it, there's contestable questionable wins over and there. And they really didn't know. But, they really uh, didn't care about foreign films yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> true. True. Who were the foreign film nominees? I don't know, pero it, kung itatapat mo uh, yung acting nila Tony Leung, di ba? And, uh, <laughs> was it Postino? Was Postino? No, that was 95, no? No, 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 no. it wasn't Postino. But, yeah. So, we're gonna make three each, right? And then we're gonna go round robin, talk about, uh, much like last year's 96 episode, which I loved, um, this, this one is the films of 1997 that we think, not that are not necessarily our favorite, but we think deserve a revisit or a rewatch, right? Oh no! Wait, that's your criteria. No, Mine no, is it's yeah. Faves, oh. you can choices. In, you can throw in something that you feel deserves a reevaluation. Oh yes, for sure. Because it's such a you know, it's an embarrassment of riches. Ninety-seven. I was surprised how many good films. I had difficulty choosing which three. Yeah, and then and then there are some like you mentioned that kind of. Didn't age well, so we can kind of go over those two. <laughs> mm. Oh wait, can I going back to best foreign feature, Academy Award nominees? There's no Wong Kar Wai. Wow, Happy mm. Together was that year, and right? That was, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Taste of Sherry was that year as well, and even Irma Vep was that year. So where Irma Vep was so? that year? God damn, man! Was it what a great year? Oh no, ninety six. You're right. Uh. But yeah, I don't recognize this name, this foreign film. Which one? At which all. one? Which one is it? Character from the oh, Netherlands. Shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> that lasted. <laughs> anyway, 
So yeah, what's your criteria, Court? Uh, and Ramon. Go, go, Ramon. I just thought, I was just thinking about, A, what have I rewatched most in the 25 years? In terms of mm, like... That, yep, that's my criteria. And, it's, well. and it speaks to not just how good the film is, but how enjoyable. Because there are other films that might be better, but are probably more depressing or way too long or way too slow. Yeah, like the sweet hereafter. Oh my yeah. god, I but love that. that. My, oh my god, that's. I love the sweet hereafter. That is in my top ten actually. I love that as well, but it's wow, it's not something you can watch every year. Ah, yeah, and say, well, that was, that's true. I mean, that's it's, a feel good It's movie. very depressing. I have a slight, <laughs> slight a side. Uh, I outdid Maria Mora for the DVD of that. <laughs> oh, where? In, in 1998. Hmm. You know what? I have one what do you mean? too. You have the DVD. Ah, okay, yeah. The sweet hereafter. So, yeah, in the, in the DVD, yeah, the DVD era. I think it was e-auction. My God. That's wow. how old. But basically, <laughs> in, in the early days of the internet and the early days of buying DVDs, Maria Mora was using her own name as a handle. I was not. So she didn't know I outfitted her. Oh, my God. But you know what? Now that I think of it, I also think I bought my DVD off of Pinoy DVD. Yeah, yeah, yes. the forums. Remember that, that old, um, that old group? Uh, uh, shout the forums? out to Dodo Daya. He was X44, actually, in Pinoy oh, DVD. Yeah. So, uh... Shout out to Phil Fernando, who is also a Pinoy <laughs> DVD <laughs> founding <laughs> member. I'm looking at my part of the, part of the list now, and I, knew, I realized, so we, we were talking about Sweet Here After DVD, I realized half of these... I had in Laserdisc and wow. the other half. The other half I have in DVD because this was the year that DVD broke. Yes. So, wait, DVD broke? As in... Like, like DVD broke through in terms okay. of like, the like, culture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Lost Highway actually had in VHS for some oh, reason. <laughs> but um, well, yeah, so, so it really yeah. was a, like a landmark year, I think. I think. I think most of these we watched on VHS because they didn't come here That's theatrically. True. Or VCD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. VCD was much later. Pay. Well, rediscovering some of the films right? ah, well, on okay, VCD. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Eves Vincent <laughs> in Forbes. <laughs> Video <laughs> 48. Right, but yeah. Oh. Okay. So um, who wants to start? Don't tell me it's me again. I always start. It's because it's ladies night. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I will I will disclaimer uh, my my choices. Minor, I agree with Ramon's criteria, rewatchability, personal fave. Minus, I think I feel on brand the most commercial only because I know that Quark and Ramon will always pick the indie. Whoa. I will represent. Whoa, grab I will Look represent the animal. common moviegoer. Wow, grab <laughs> We've been trapped in a stereotype. Type <laughs> <laughs> casting. Life goes on. Maybe there won't be marriage. Maybe there won't be sex. But by God, there'll be dancing. So okay, my my choice from 1997 is my best friend's wedding. Starring, starring Julia Roberts, Cameron Diaz, Dermot Mulroney, and directed by P.J. Hogan, who has not done anything of note after this movie. Which is weird, though. It's very weird. Because this was a huge hit. after that are not of note? Wait, I'll, I'll go through his IMDb. But, 
But you know what? It happens to a lot of these guys that we're gonna talk about, mm. I think, today. Like, it's parang, oh, what happened? Oh. <laughs> PJ Hogan after my best friend's wedding. Peter Pan, which was a flop. Ay, maganda yan. Pero ang ganda niyan. Pero... That's not the Joe Wright, Peter Pan. No, no, no. no, no. no. That's the Jason Isaacs. Before it. The Joe Wright is just Pan. Mm. And it was mm. terrible. Oh. Pero this <laughs> is the mostly unknowns, except, I think, Jason Isaac. As the dad right. and as Captain Hook. That's Ho- right. Double role. Mm. Doing uh-huh. uh, yes, this was after Hook. This was a Jason Isaacs movie, but it also did not make money. Yeah, this unfortunately. Do you recognize Confessions of a Shopaholic with Isla Fisher? Oh, Isla Fisher. Oh, but okay. I, you know that feels like a movie that I don't know if it did well in the box office, but it's always it's I think it okay. did well on like video and cable. Yeah. It was all, I remember it was always on any flight I went to for like a decade. Which one? The Confessions of a Shopaholic. Confessions of a Shopaholic, yeah. yeah. I, I noticed someone's always watching this movie <laughs> when I'm flying somewhere. Well, you know. That, isn't that written by Steve Martin or was it? No. The... No, no, that's Shop Girl. Oh, that's Shop Girl. Okay, okay. Well, you know what's an instant rewatchable? It's My Best Friend's Wedding, which is mm-hmm. one of, I think it's really one of Julia Roberts' best rom coms out there. Right. Yes. Yes. It's, it's with a great ending. With a great mm-hmm. no, but you know what? One what's so best. good about this unromcom romcom? It's she doesn't end up with a guy. Yeah, yes. and that was well, spoiler. <laughs> wow, twenty five years on. Sorry, people. Spoiler alert. That was kind of ano, right? That was kind of uncommon for her at the time, or very uncommon. It was the first time that she didn't like snag the dude. Well, they originally yeah. shot the movie with her with, a, with her ending up with a dude. Or meeting a new guy. Yeah, at the it was John Corbett because he was hot off um, Sex in the City. Sex in the City. And then the the test audiences hated it because why are you rewarding the villain, yeah. who, this psychopath who was trying to mm-hmm. break up this relationship? And they reshot everything. Julia Roberts wore a wig at the end, and then Rupert Everett saves the day. In one a of the actor. in one of the prototype <laughs> best friend gay best friend rules, I feel. Right. Yeah. I always mix up ano, Dermot Mulroney and Dylan McDermott. But Dermot is... <laughs> Who she dated. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He was in Homecoming. Yes, he was, he was also there. They, this is a mini reunion. Okay. Yeah. See, si Dylan is a little sharper of face. And he is the um, adopted son of Eve Ensler. No. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they a little, look alike. A but... little factoid there for you, courtesy Anslade. So I rewatched um, my best friend's wedding the other the other day, and it's wild that they made this best friend pact at twenty year twenty eight years old. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> twenty eight. That's so young. And Cameron Diaz got married were... at twenty in this movie. That is wow. nuts. Nuts. This was also, I think, a like a defining moment for Cameron Diaz now because. I think yeah. that really because she was like kind of like leading lady, um, the mask. It's still comedic roles, but kind of like leading lady typecast. before that, yeah, typecast. And then when this came around, suddenly every role she got was like the hot goofy girl, right? At like, Charlie's like Angels, Charlie's Angels yeah. yeah, yeah. Something about Mary, yeah. So, but it's. I think yeah. she said it in a few interviews that it was very generous of Julia Roberts to agree to have her as the co-star and have. Her outshine yeah, Julia yeah. in the movie. In certain mm. moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the karaoke scene is, I mean, I haven't seen it in 25 years, but I really remember the karaoke scene, which was actually a Cameron Diaz scene, right? Yeah. Uh, 
not the Julia Roberts scene. Yeah. Mm. And and Rupert also, but parang yeah, it, it's definitely stolen by Cameron because parang it was sort of they were trying to she was trying to embarrass Cameron because she didn't have that great a voice parang her character, diba? Pero parang the whole crowd got in on it, so parang it, it kind of flipped the table and then na naging bida siya tuloy. But yeah, I mean, just to contextualize, no, so PJ Hogan was coming off the success of Mio's yep, yep. wedding, which introduced the wow. world to Tony Collette, and, and then Rachel. Rachel Griffiths, right? Uh, Rachel, what's her name? Uh, she's six um, feet under. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Griffiths. <laughs> yeah. Griffiths. Who was yeah. in my best friend's wedding so, as well. Yeah, so, and then, so he got this, his parang major Hollywood um, shot, and it was such a success. So parang, it does seem a shame that he's sort of, I don't know, is he back in Australia? Parang Seems coming. like it. These Australians, no, they really like just, you know, hiding after, <laughs> like, like, kind of, um, like George Miller, actually, to, to an extent, and Peter, uh, Peter Weir. <laughs> I don't like, mm-hmm. I've had enough of Hollywood. What about Baz? Baz Lerman. <laughs> well, yeah, but also, what happened also is a lot of Hollywood end up moving and shooting, setting up studios in Australia. Mm-hmm. So that's where they shoot anyway. Yeah. Alright. Well, that's my my first entry. My best friend's wedding. Yeah. Have a shoe, Ramon. But I just wanted to say mm. also that it's it's a rare occasion where reshoots from test scoring saves the film. Mm. Mm. Because normally you would go against that, parang what's the instinct of the, you know, especially auteur theory. You know, oh, it's not the vision of the filmmaker. Eh, ending, If you had gone through with that. <laughs> and also, people Disaster. forget that this reignited Julia's career. Before that, she had Pretty Woman, and then she went into this weird slump of like duds. Mary Riley, for crying out loud. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then right. this film. Oh, she was trying to show her range. You know, she didn't right. want to be but herself. I, I was reading cast. through research that she went through personal problems. She she had Kiefer Sutherland. Um, Jason Patrick, all these weird dating things, alleged drugs, whatever, and then she picked herself up. Wala pa si Lyle Lovett dito. I know they got married now. Oh. Oh. This was pre-Hook, so pre-Lyle divorce, where she cut her hair. And then Hook also. That that was another weird choice where. And then she fought pala with Spielberg and Hook. With Spielberg, yeah. He like I think he's the only actress he said. Out loud, na parang I'll never work with her again. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Wow. And she kicked yeah. out Drew Barrymore from My Best Friend's Wedding. She Drew was the first choice. But but also no offense, but Spielberg doesn't really work with the same actors often anyway. So That's true. It's not. It's not like a, oh damn. Cruz yeah, been had two films. Could have been the De Niro. <laughs> well, actually, Cruz also no. He kind of had a falling out with. But but I think that's it merited. That's merited. But it's weird. But he also fell in the like really bad experience that everyone kind of talks about. Na, I know he kind oh. of gets vicious <laughs> when oh. he talks about her. Well, the, so. the Hollywood cheese is she's not exactly a nice girl. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, and then 12, Clooney changed her life. That's why they're wow. besties. And she became a more pleasant person after Oceans. And that's your Kachipan, it, guys. Was it Oceans? Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first choice, Ramon? Write this number down. It's a 24-hour consumer recreation services hotline for emergencies only. 
The dough call asking what the object of the game is, figuring that out is the object of the game. Good luck and congratulations on choosing C. Let's go along with the more cerebral film, which is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but also very commercial, very Hollywood. I'm talking about um, David Fincher's The Game. Yes. The Game came on the heels of the. Yeah, the breakthrough film, right? Seven. So he was so unhappy with what happened <laughs> with Alien 3, and then. He was so happy, therefore, with what, with being able to do seven and it also being a hit, and so they went on with the game and some chism. Well, not chisms, but just trivia is originally Sean Penn's character was, Jody was Foster. played Jod- by Jodie Foster, yeah, and then I think um, scheduling thing happened, and then they got Sean Penn in, and then. Yeah, it's got Deborah Kara Unger also, and uh, sino pa? Well, of course, Michael Douglas. Michael, Michael, ano, Michael, what's his name? Michael D. Si character actor na ano yung dad ni James Claire Danes, Redhorn. Ano? Si James, James Redhorn. Redhorn. <laughs> one of the best. It's one a one good thing you jumped because I was gonna throw you off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I miss that guy. The <laughs> last role I remember was like he's the dad of ano, eh, Claire Danes in Homeland, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a twisty, turny psychological thriller, which really was a super expensive intervention. And intervention for who? Alert. For Penn or for Douglas? No, no, the film. D. The film oh. itself. Well, yeah, and the story. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, Penn bought it for Michael D. And then, yeah, but it's also beautifully shot by Harris Savides the late, much-missed uh, cinematographer extraordinaire. So, you know, beautiful blacks, lovely composition. And, yeah, just, uh, again, continuing that streak of being very clinical, methodical, multiple takes. And one of Michael Douglas's best role. Also, what is the show that rips off the opening credits of the game? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> what is it perhaps <laughs> actually no no but it's Gord which shows opening credits oh, rip yeah, off ripped off flashbacks <laughs> in uh, no, in uh, the game no. see it see it succession succession huh? yeah oh. so that, that whole 8mm yeah. you know, actually when I first watched succession I'm like huh the game <laughs> oh yeah exactly it's so obvious then what's piano piano the oh. score of Howard Shore is almost all piano in yeah. the game and it's so distinctive so uh, uh, yeah I mean like Quark right? as soon as he saw the first uh, first time that succession had opening credits like the game <laughs> and I think there's one shot that na rip off ano eh, yeah yung... the the, the the dad standing with the, no? yeah, the hand and on the, the shoulder, the, right? cut, the, the head oh, cut, yeah. the, with the head yeah, not yeah. seen. Yeah. And then, of course, yung mga ano, parang, yung parang film burns, the right? yeah. But yeah, but it was such a great uh, technique back in the day. The first time you saw it, na parang, diba? Yeah. Memories, uh, uh, memories as, uh, as 8mm film strips. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Howard Shore. So this is a seventy-seven percent in the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter. Made fifty mm. million dollars. Relatively good take yeah. at the box office. 
Yeah. Is this where does it's not the one hundred M of seven though? So I'm sure there there was some surprise there. I don't know, especially since at the time, right? So Michael Douglas was a bit more. He was a huge star. Um, more of a yeah, more of a name than Brad Pitt was because Brad Pitt still had like the youth demographic and like they thought Michael Douglas had more of the general population of uh, oh everyone's gonna watch this one. Is this yeah. before this is kind of a comeback for Sean Penn? Yeah, yeah. Is this it before or after was, yeah. Mystic River for Sean Penn? Before, before, oh. we, before. Yeah. So supporting lang siya dito, parang kind of crawling mm-hmm. back. Um, and yeah. poor Deborah, Deborah Kara Unger. Na Deborah Kara Unger. She was like here and then she was in Crash. Crash. Which is another 97 or 98 film. Yeah, and then kind of like, oh, where were you now? <laughs> but oh. um, I remember, and this is like a, a super underrated Fincher film, I feel. Like it came mm. between, you know, the breakthrough movie, which was seven, and like the cult favorite, which was Fight Club, parang right smack in the middle. And um, but actually, after the Holy Trinity, which I uh, know, after, uh, after the Holy Four, which are like uh, Fight Club, um, Social Network, Seven, and, and Zodiac, I think this is already my favorite. Not of- buttons. Not, <laughs> not Benji buttons. Boy, <laughs> you know, I need to rewatch it. Like I'm I don't know. My my th- my you know my stance is like when he's emotional he sucks. Mank and Nindiraman sucks, but he's weaker <laughs> as a filmmaker. How would you guys do you think this would be a, a different film with Jodie Foster in it? Yes. Yeah. For better or yeah. for worse? Cause uh, I don't know, there's a different it I think the casting actually of Sean Penn was better. Parang because he was playing like a fuck up sibling, eh? yeah, right. So, parang it seemed it was a little bit meta in the same way that you know the casting of Ben Affleck and Gone Girl was so perfect. Mm. Yeah. There was a, there was an additional layer of like, yeah, I can see this happening. <laughs> Michael Douglas is the clean cut, you know, sort of successful brother who did good, and then you know, parang succession. <laughs> and these are the, my, my sadness in his eyes, eh? even when he picks up ano, yes. from the trampoline and from the cushion, diba? Parang, mm-hmm. he's like, happy birthday, brother. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, Sean Penn really puts a certain sadness to it. And um, I, I really, I love the style. I love the, I remember the test video, like, like you, you show oh. it and then you're, you know, and then it's like, um, yeah, yeah. Parang, Responses. Uh, ro- uh, rotten. And then my, you know, my, my corpse ng animal na nagrot. Yeah. Parang, yeah, which is very like post MTV style. Um, and, and then the the end credits the uh, ano uh, Jefferson airplane um, the yeah, the white yeah. rabbit the yeah mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's a really I, I I rewatched it like like two years ago also it's it holds the up. Criterion yeah wait is that with you my Criterion because I noticed <laughs> that's the one that's missing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I ha- I have my own copy. But right. before the Criterion Collection version came out, the game European DVD was one of the parang jewels that hinahanap ng DVD community because the European version, for some reason, had director's commentary, which the North American version did not. And diba, mm-hmm. the the new the new line um, platinum series of Fincher films were such great DVDs, The Seven, yeah. The Fight Club. There were always two discs with four commentaries. And then when the game came out, I was like, what's this? It's just an electronic press kit. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the Criterion Laserdisc had the So, I'm guessing it's back in the Criterion Blu-ray, right? The... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. there. Anyway, All right. look it up. Fantastic. Nice. Oh, thank you. I'll just have a glass of wine. That's the name of the wine. Oh. <laughs> I don't speak French. Who does? You do. Oh, that's right. I do. So, what does that name mean? In French? I think it means something German. Oh. It means loving mother's milk. You speak French? No. German. Mine is... I don't know if it's in my top ten. This is one, actually. Um, but I wanted to point it out. I think it's like a lost... Uh, it's a lost classic um, featuring one of my favorite actresses of all time. Um, it kind of launched the career of of this director, Mark Waters, who went on to direct Mean Girls and, you know, uh, but it kind the of... The Vampire like, Diaries. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's The House of Yes. Um, yeah. Starring Parker Posey, Josh Hamilton, Tori Spelling, and a very young Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. I know, but she's all that. Yes. <laughs> Am I saying the right? She's movie. Yes, <laughs> yes she's all that. Yes, so, you are. <laughs> And I, I think it's my favorite Parker Posey role ever. She kind of plays this um, really? Jackie O, right? This this girl who thinks that she's Jackie Onassis. Um, and then kind of um, really anxious about her brother coming home for Thanksgiving. Who's played by Josh Hamilton. Another um, really good actor. I think he was in 8th um, grade. Was he the dad in 8th grade? But I remember yes. just seeing him recently yes. and I'm like, what? It's Sean oh. Hamilton. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, so good looking then, though. Yes. And then I know he comes with his fiancee, Tori Spelling, and then she kind of like terrorizes Tori Spelling. And do you know that there's <laughs> something between Parker Posey and Josh Hamilton who are siblings, but you don't know exactly what, what it is. Funny enough, speaking past. of she's all that. Rachel Lee Cook actually plays the young uh, Parker Posey in this movie. Um, yeah. And I think it's, a, it's based on a play. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to watch it because I thought we'd be recording later, but we're recording earlier today. So <laughs> um, I, I wasn't able to rewatch it, but I think um, it's very hard to find. I can't find it. I couldn't find it on. Not even you know, in the, uh, the high seas? Like the. Yeah, my, my, my Apple. <laughs> no, not in the high, uh, not in the high seas. Uh, the Apple and Amazon, uh, like. Um, you know the, the the pape the the uh, tvods it's it's not there mm. so um and i don't think it's on the that... blu-ray even so but my dream kasi is that somehow house of yes ha- having been uh miramax diba i was hoping it would end up on disney plus oh come on <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, no, they sold Miramax, not in it. No, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, what a great! I mean, you know, I, I the last time I watched it, I realized that, parang, oh, it's very Hollywood for something that's based on a play and kind of like deals with very dark, um, you know, things. Which I won't spoil because I know a lot of our, our listeners haven't seen it yet, but um. Uh, it's it's kind of like a little overscored. The acting is a little obvious, but um, you know, I think it's really a, kind of like a lost campy gem that um that launched Mark Waters' career. And I don't think he's done anything as good, except maybe Mean Girls since. This is mm-hmm. wild, Quark. So House of Yes 
had Parker Posey winning a Sundance Award for acting. And then Tori Spelling received a Razzie for her oh, acting. In House of Yes? Yeah, oh how divided gosh. can you get? <laughs> I think that's just the Razzies being <laughs> their usual mean selves. Yeah. I mean, you also have to admit that the Razzies at this point have lost all cultural yeah, Well, in 97, they were still a viral, like, you know, viral. Sure. Viral giving body. Yeah, but I think I, I think the appeal or why it, it took us at, I think, by surprise but it's also, House of Yes was also one of my favorite movies of that year. I remember I liked it so much that I made myself a copy on VHS and I showed it to some, some friends in high school. And um, because the cast now was full of these sort of fresh teen faces, right? your Freddie Prinze, your Tori Spelling. I mean, we knew Josh Hamilton because he's in all of Witt Stillman's movies. And then... Of course, we're fans of Parker just from everything, right? from Hal Hartley to Richard Linklater, but uh, the, the dark subject matter, and then it being very much sort of not a typical teen film, meant that it was primed to surprise us. Yeah. See, now I want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. After talking about it, but yeah. Do you remember it, Mel? You, you know, like... I know I watched this on DVD. Because I do remember um, Parker Posey in like this costume that she's wearing in this poster. Better, yes. Truly one of the best Parker Posey indelible roles. But isn't that the great thing about the 90s, especially the mid-90s? That all these small indie movies that are just... I don't think they would get made anymore in this yeah. day and age. Well, they would probably... At, at the very least, they would just be on streaming. They wouldn't be on theaters anymore. It would be the Netflix, I don't know, movie of the week. That'll just be shunted yeah, after. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. But, but yeah, you had your... Uh, what's her name? Chloe. Um, yeah, you had your Parker. You Chloe had Seven. Your... Seven Yeah, yeah. All so, these 90s indie stars. Gretchen Moll. Like that. There was a bit of like that, I guess, with Gerwig, but... I know. Eh? Well, I'm ah, much not, like the, the, not the way they were queened. Yeah. They were crowned as, yeah, as indie queens and celebrated. You're mm-hmm. it girls. Talaga. Which brings me to the next movie because I don't think it would have been made in, the two, in, in our era as, uh, with this ridiculous budget of $35 million. Um, it's Titanic. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's Gattaca. Yes, Gattaca. Well, Gattaca, one of my favorite films ever, and apparently in a lot of um best of nineties lists, it stars Ethan Hawke, uh, Uma Thurman, where they fell in love, and the most gorgeous Jude Law. Um, they were so good looking this trio, and even um, what's his face, the guy who played who played Anton, the brother of Vincent. See, Joe Lies. Lauren Dean. Lauren Dean was so hot. <laughs> Joe Lies. 
Yeah. So, Garaka, Cork, you recently just reviewed this on your letterbox. I was quite surprised. Yes, um, because, uh, you know, I was trying to convince Bianca to watch Oh, she's never yes. seen it. Yeah, yeah, she's never seen it and she was not feeling House of Yes. And I'm like, okay, here are your choices. And then um, Gataka was one of them. Good Will Hunting was one of them. And then she was like, Gataka. And, um, and so we ended up watching Gataka and it was... Uh, it was a great experience. She loved it. I loved it so much. So, yeah. Yeah, I rewatched it also. I think, uh, well, today I rewatched it. And it's still incredibly stylish and beautiful mm. and so profound. Even if, like, we see this probably not being fictional anymore in this day and age. Um, I think genetics and class discrimination definitely looks is still a big part of our. I don't know, class struggles as peoples, but it, it's funny that this movie is what NASA declared as the most scientifically correct sci-fi film of all time. More than, more than <laughs> Gravity, I guess. But yeah, it's so good. Oh. Andrew Nichol, also one of the great one-two punch director, writer-directors of the uh, 90s, has not yeah, made anything good movie. Right? Yeah. Let's, okay, so to contextualize again, no? This was Nichols' first, right? Yes. Okay, so imagine his first film is this, and it's great. But before this, he wrote what became Truman mm. Show, and they couldn't, they didn't trust him to direct Truman Show because it would have been too expensive. So part of the deal of selling Truman Show and allowing Peter Weir to direct it, if I remember correctly, was the, that he gets to direct this one. So, and if you have only thirty-five million in nineteen ninety-seven. That's really why you go into a more minimalist, stylish uh, aesthetic, right? So you have basically, I think it was like an abandoned airport, I think, that they used for the office. The oh my gosh, sorry, Yaman, I have to say so, this. One of the locations is oh. the location, and I recognize it now. It's the BTS, it's a BTS location yes. for their music <laughs> video. <laughs> so wild. The, the river, the water. Sepul- What's it called? Sepulveda Dam in LA. Sepulveda, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> but they've shot. But it's a very popular location. But there's like a lot of music videos have been shot there. Also, I think that's one of like it's a long stretch, and that's also where Terminator 2's chase scene that was shot. Well, now I recognize. I don't know. So, from LA River, LA River, you know. LA River. Uh, yeah. No, I've drive also. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then. Unfortunately, though, Nicole has now is is kind of currently one of those. Whatever happened to you know, but how there's such great promise, talaga, in Nicole. I mean, after this was what was uh, it Simone? Simone, Sim One, Sim One, <laughs> and then event, and World then, of War actually wasn't yeah. bad. A little dour, but very uh, cynical, kasi, and and satire and uh, fourth wall breaking. Mm. But parang by the time you got to Justin Timberlake in in, in time, time and like, then one two punch, another one two punch in time and the host. Which is like ten percent oh. in freaking Rotten Tomatoes. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, because what were you expecting? It was, a, it was a Catherine Meyer book. Yeah, Stephanie. My, uh, Stephanie, sorry. Oh, Twilight. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was her non-Twilight book. Wasn't book or straight to scripture? But anyway, who cares? No book. Book <laughs> yeah. Book muna. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, Gataka is great. You know, you have Alan yeah. Arkin. Uh yeah and and fantastic Ernest Borgman. I think yeah Ernest Borgman. <laughs> oh, so sweet. 
So, and but, Tony um, Shalhoub and Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Shocker. What? Maya Rudolph was there? Shocker. She was the delivery nurse when um, Taya Leone oh was God. giving birth to Ethan Hawke. <laughs> no, it wasn't Taya Leone. Oh, well, she looked was like Taya Leone. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, she's from Chicago, Hope. I forget her okay, name. Okay, the look alike mm. then. But yes, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. And Elias Coteas. <laughs> Elias Coteas, yeah. Who I think is a great actor. He was in yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fell yes, in love with him Casey there. Jones. <laughs> and he was also in like Zodiac. Yeah, he became, I think when he lost his hair, unfortunately, he realized it's character actor time, <laughs> baby. And speaking of character actors, a fantastic character role by, you know, by Xander Berkeley. Mm, uh, yes. <laughs> Did I ever Indeed. tell you about my son? <laughs> so, Ganda ng role yeah. niyo. Alam na, I still get teary-eyed when he makes Quanto about his son at the end. And then you see yeah. Ethan Hawke's hey, yung, face ano, fall. Jude Law. Jude Law putting on his silver oh medal. Oh By the way, this is my favorite score of all time. Absolutely. The Michael Nyman score. Michael yes. Nyman, yeah. yeah. It's, ah, it's fantastic talaga. And it's not on Spotify. I mean, he, it's there's like a uh, Best of Nyman where you, there's a live version of this, but the Gataka score itself is Why not, is it not on yeah, Spotify? I don't know why. Spotify. It's on YouTube, What's though. What's wrong, guys? <laughs> it's also got uh, one of the best posters. That that, that bifurcation of a cell so, with a yeah. album art. Yeah. Get no, by the band. What, what aged the worst in Gataka oh, for you guys? The tech that they used. Mm. The machines. <laughs> yeah, they were all using what? Because there was CRT screens. Yeah. Right? A feature. You know what aged the worst for me? That fucking kiss in the alleyway. It's so gross, <laughs> no? It's like he ate her face. <laughs> no, I'm just talking in there, but like, it's a very inopportune time where he just like beat someone uh, up no, I, and, I'm like... serious when you look at it again it's the most disgusting romantic kiss ever it's Ethan Hawke <laughs> and swallowing and that they were Uma. falling in love yeah. at that point right like because of yeah. this movie we have Maya Hawk, everyone so yes, just watch it true. for Gattaca. yeah of course I know mm-hmm. see Bianca pointed out like a super plot hole like how come nobody notices that uh, the brother's last that Anton's last name is also Freeman <laughs> I assume that he changed his name uh, Lauren Dean. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought Ethan Hawk would have. Because he wasn't Maybe, like, on yeah. the run. Oh, nga, because he was on the run. No, he had to make, he had to make a new identity yeah. when he applied to Gataka. Yeah. And in the deleted scene, Ernest Borgnine knew that he was um, uh, Vincent. Not, ano. Yeah. Oh, right? And then, May, you know, may one of Quark's favorite dialogues then. Which one? Which <laughs> one? I'm setting you up, Quark. Come on, baby. Do you know how I, <laughs> do you know how I got this far? I never saved anything for the swim back. That was actually written in my... Is that why you think, you know, it's one of my favorite lines? Because I wrote that in my bedroom wall. <laughs> like a proper teenager. <laughs> like a proper teenager. And Chris thought it was like some dude. And so Chris Costello was like, like, look at this fucking ripoff. <laughs> Wrote that on my wall. I know Chris. <laughs> but um okay, one well, do you remember how they marketed this movie, by the way? Oh well, I saw it in your letterbox. So you you say it quirk. taught. <laughs> Sci-fi thriller in the vein of virtuosity and the net. A minute drop of blood, saliva, or a single hair determines where you can work 
who you should marry, what you're capable of achieving. That's what I came in expecting. Na parang ah, okay, parang virtuosity siguro to. Like when I watched it, and then it's just like, what is this? This is like real science this is philosophical. <laughs> parang instead of psychological thriller, it's like philosophical <laughs> ano, treatise. So like, oh no, with violin <laughs> music, so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> With Michael Neiman composing yeah. for 12 fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah. listening to a, like a retro podcast where one of the hosts did a re- I mean, they watched this movie for the first time and he was, he said he was just bored to death. I don't mm. know why. Is it not? I, I still found, found it absolutely com- compelling with the performances. So I could see that in terms of like modern um, tastes, it does play a little slow and cold. But that's also, parang, in my estimation, it's also a factor when you have a smaller budget. And that's why you yeah. cast uh, Uma Thurman, because she's an ice queen for me, the ultimate <laughs> 90s ice queen. True. You're not going to get warmth and, from her. And, and now that we know prod, I guess when this came out, it, it felt big budget, actually. I, and then I now thought that we it know was prod, great. Yeah. Diba? Parang, mm. uh, like, ah, parang nireuse nila yung, ano, yung gym for the, ano, mm. for that scene where they test the blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like, yeah, galing. Parang, it, it, it aged well. And it's actually Jade Castro's favorite movie of all time. So, wow. Jade, yeah. Doesn't it feel like it was, ano, a, a, a PD inspiration for Westworld. Yes. yes well, for absolutely. me, it's Men in Black. <laughs> it's the prototype <laughs> of Men in Black set set design, mid-century yeah. modern mm. minimalist, rounded corners. Mm. You mentioned like uh, Netflix films that kind of get sidelined um, earlier. And there, did any of you watch Anon or even know that this movie called Anon existed? What is that? Is that the Clive Owen? Yeah. Really? Is yeah, it a yeah. Gattaca ripoff? Yeah. That was, it was one it's, of, no, it's, it's, it's an Andrew, Andrew Nichol. Nichol. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that what is are one you of doing? The first, uh, what is he doing? So, so he had another movie with Ethan Hawke called uh, Something Kill, right? The, uh, um, uh, Lord. No, no, not, not Lord of War. But mm. something about drones. A drone pilot guy. And I, I looked up the reviews, but I never Eye in the Sky? Something, uh, something Kill, eh? Um, and then ibang at mga twenty fourteen good kill yun yung title ah mm. uh, yeah yeah I think I saw that <laughs> oh my god and then yun nga itong anon parang oh my god like I I mean this was twenty eighteen everyone had Netflix I'd never seen or heard of this freaking movie and it had Amanda Seyfried and Clive yeah. Owen that was his he hasn't directed since since yeah. anon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Ethan Hawke has said it in many interviews that Andrew Nichol is one of the directors he'd die for, or he'd just keep working with again. Yeah, and he felt that no? was another one, the his most under un, uh, underestimated or misunderstood movie. I lo- also love his yeah. candor. I was watching one of his interviews where he said, "That's a movie I fell in love with Uma Thurman, like just point Aww. blank." And they were long separated after. Did you know Andrew Nichol also has a story credit sa ano, Spielberg's The Terminal? In the Terminal, yeah. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Is this guy Aussie? <laughs> he is, I think. Or Kiwi. I think he's Kiwi. Or Bri- is he? Yeah, parang ano. Like, yeah, yeah, he's diba? Kiwi. Oh, <laughs> man. Down under. Yeah. Okay. Sayang, no? Sayang? Sayang talaga. Sayang Andrew Nichol. 
<laughs> he does he does feel it's it's a shame he hasn't directed in four years, but he does feel like someone who would thrive under the streaming sort of you know, era. In terms of like, you know, lower budget but high concept stuff. Mm. I mean it, it, if we can get stuff like Day Shift, diba? or Oh my God. What's, <laughs> what's that movie time, with, but okay. with superpowers and Jamie Foxx? They're all Jamie Foxx. <laughs> they're all Jamie Foxx. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, but anyway, if we can have that, then we can, I think we can throw Andrew Nickel a couple million diba, to, to yeah. make something new. True. Although, ano, you know, one of the reviews of ano, of Anon was like, it's like Black Mirror, but boring. Poor <laughs> <laughs> guy. My next choice is ano uh, is I think I think we all love this film and I'm excited to talk about it with you all. Uh, I I probably know the least about it actually because I hadn't read the book, but um, it's like Confidential by Curtis Hanson. Oh my god! Yet another man. <laughs> Yet another man who has disappeared. <laughs> He's dead. Oh, is shit. he dead? Curtis Hanson died. Oh yeah, he did die. You're right. What? <laughs> Twenty sixteen. <laughs> oh my! He was he was he wasn't a young whippersnapper when he did LA Confidential. Wait, what did he die of? Cancer? No, but uh, I am shocked. Na ano siya? in her shoes, Shabel. Which yes. is a great oh. movie. Yeah, but I haven't way. seen that. But see, Han, see, Hanson is one of those filmmakers na interesting yung yung filmography niya. Like like Soderbergh, he's almost. He's done almost every genre. Oh my gosh, he did the hand that rocks a cradle and the river wild. Yes, and then the river wild. Yes. Then he goes on to make Ellie oh. Confidential and then Eight Mile. Parang wild. wild. Then Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys after Ellie Confidential. Ay, ay, ay. Diba? Oh, and then man. and then Eight Mile. Biglang, diba? <laughs> yeah, great, great director. Oh, okay, he died of dementia. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Shit, go on a month. But oh, you know, at seventy-one, that's pretty young. That's pretty young for dementia. But anyway, wow. so yeah, I mean, this great, great Hollywood movie, as in, parang ano de like, like Hollywood, all caps Hollywood. They don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> Hollywood with, you know, kind of like very adult themes, but talagang pinagastosan and, um, you know, like more costume dramas and uh, hard-boiled. And um, and it's actually a really, uh, no, I I mean, I watched it, what, two days ago? I can't remember the 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 real plot or like like the the crime or Rolo Tomasi quote unquote Rolo Tomasi's big scheme. Um, it's so convoluted. It just, it's super convoluted. Like <laughs> And apparently that's really pared down. Oh from the okay. book. Uh, from the book. Yeah. Okay. Because the book is like a thousand pages long. I have it. I've never read it. Because it's so thick. Yeah. And it launched so many great I don't know, Guy Pierce. I mean of course both Guy Pierce and um, speaking of virtuosity, <laughs> Russell Crowe um, already did have, I know, but I think... I just wanted to add also Guy Pierce and Russell Crowe are again Australian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're skipping that fact, Quark. Yes. These Aussies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, great, the great Kim Basinger role, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. And of course... He who shall not he be shall not. <laughs> <laughs> Who I, I thought he was yeah. great, though. I mean, he had a great part. Sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Just, yeah, just removing part, the right? art from the Hard monster. Yeah. One yes. of his best but roles, you know, I think, yeah. ever, no? 
Speaking of, okay, yeah. wait, isn't this wild? What, that besides that, there's David Strathairn, Danny Ryan DeVito, DeVito, who I produced mean, Gattaca. Yeah. Cray Cray. Yes. Uh, oh, but anyway, Danny DeVito says, ano, eh, Jer- Danny Jersey DeVito, Danny films, DeVito so. is Jersey Films. Yeah. yeah. So even yung mga Get Shorty, ganun, Pulp Fiction. Um, Pulp Fiction, yeah. But yeah, this this is, uh, he should have produced this too. <laughs> so damn good. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. I, and, I don't know, parang, the, 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 the set pieces, like again, like I, it had been a good 20 or so years since I watched it. But you really remember the set pieces, like the interrogation room. The shootout. Or, yeah, or the, the good cop. Oh, I know, this is a good cop, bad cop, right? And then they kind of like uh, threaten the, the district attorney. And um, if you're into like noir and hard-boiled stuff and like the, this is this is actually an all-timer for that genre right that that whole 30s 40s gangster thing um i i, I would put it up in the pantheon i mean i gave it five stars after my rewatch like you I, I just forgot how great and exciting it was and it's just so i mean even if so- you know these set pieces like what you were saying cork it still just mm-hmm. takes your breath away your your heart stops pumping yeah. Because you're just like, wow, wow. Heat up. Yeah, it's hard to talk about it. You know what I mean? No yeah. notes. Every, every department did their most amazing work. Yeah. And then, even, and it's a sprawling epic. It's an ensemble. It was called an unfilmable novel. One of the best screenplays ever by Brian Helgeland. Or I think one for this, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's. Uh, and Russell Crowe didn't want to do the movie. Mm-hmm. Originally, oh. it was, because he felt that he was yeah. a marquee actor already, and he then oh, it was it was right right around the time of Gladiator. So, parang why oh. should he share the screen like you know in the same byline when he should be on top of everyone in the marquee? Butin lang his agent or whoever yeah. <laughs> convinced him, parang you're an Aussie, don't get your big <laughs> house up. <laughs> What, what didn't age well from this is well number one the fact that Kim Basinger slept with. Uh, guy Pierce, like Both. after, like <laughs> yeah, right, like, like after no, falling. But in she love. was under orders. She, she was, was a geisha. Orders. What do you expect? But what's it? No, she wasn't was, she paid or yeah? Also, and then and then she falls in. I mean, and then well, domestic violence, right? He he yep. kind of like yep yep, you know, beats her up, and then well, and then she like mm. like in the end, she's like, I love you. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It can't be done these days. <laughs> but, but, I mean, probably realistic to the 50s. Yes, I mean. for sure. What doesn't um, age well? Kevin we're not, Spacey. Ex- we're not excusing it. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But it's wild that yeah. this did not win as what many awards well? as it's supposed yeah. to. Like in a different year, well, I think it would have swept. But 97 yeah. was so packed. It was still a little too dark. Because, of course, Hollywood, but Oscars love films about Hollywood, but it's like, not like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, not the, not the CD underbelly. Not the bajo. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I guess when we get to your, your next choice, uh, Mel, I think we can, dis- we can discuss later, also later. who should have won. Later. But uh, yes. Ramon first. <laughs> Although I think this one, LA Confidential one, Screenplay and uh, best supporting for Kevin for Kim Basinger. Cromwell, ah, Kim Basinger, wow, oh, 
And then James Cromwell, by the way. Oh yeah, amazing. Cromwell didn't win though; it wasn't even nominated. It was Robin yeah. Williams who won for *Goodwill Hunting*. Pero, pero if you think about how brilliant to cast Babes James Cromwell, boyo, diba? boyo, yeah. here. I mean, it's like whoa! It's like I got shot in the heart, like he who shall be not <laughs> Brilliant, actually. Wait, Quark, in, in mm. your rewatch, did you notice how badly they dubbed the first 10, 20 yes. minutes? Like, did yeah, you keep pausing your TV? Like Parang, what is going... Is it my... Sh- There's a lag somewhere. It's yeah. not properly and then, synced. And then, ano, parang, ano, parang walang uh, atmospherics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it wasn't then, just my weird, copy yeah. when I watched yeah. it. All right. Ramon, okay. what's your next? What's your number two? Wait, oh, oh, oh! Did did sorry? Did I did I skip you, Ramon? Sorry. <laughs> it's all right, buddy. I like that movie. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, my friend. Go ahead. It's all right. No, no baby. No. <laughs> no, no, no hurt feelings when you get to episode 100. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> We've gone through 100 episodes, so I know. You know. <laughs> It's just love between us. <laughs> what do you think you're doing, boy? Stay your hand. The girl's life is now mine. I'm sure she'll make a lovely wife for you. There's a demon inside of you. It's inside both of you. This one, I was debating between selecting this or Satoshi Kon's Perfect Blue. But Perfect Blue is a little too close already to the game. It's also a psychological thriller which spawned many inspired scenes by Darren Aronofsky. Pero I'm selecting for my second favorite of 1997 is uh, Studio Ghibli Hayao Miyazaki's Princess Mononoke. And uh, yeah, it's... I think it was my... I think it was my first Ghibli um it my interest in it actually wasn't so much because of Miyazaki but because uh Neil Gaiman had written the screenplay for the English dub when it was being released in the states and in the states see another guy who's now been canceled <laughs> John Lasseter when he was a uh, at Pixar championed Disney being being the distributor of uh, uh, by yet another of, uh, another uh, now outcast yes, through Miramax <laughs> unfortunately they they were distributing the the Ghibli films in the United States and, and who voiced some... Mononoke <laughs> by the way who is your favorite Oh wait, sino si ano? Si si San? Was it? Was it Claire Danes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Claire Danes. Yeah. yeah. So, and then <laughs> there's some interesting backstory that's come out since then. Like apparently, Weinstein really wanted like it to be cut. <laughs> he was trying to Harvey scissor hands fucking Miyazaki, <laughs> and Miyazaki's response was he sent a katana. A, a genuine katana to the office of Miramax in New York, and then it just said, it just had a note that said no cuts. Ah, yeah. And then uh, so they released it as is. It didn't do like as well as I'm sure Lasseter at Al wished it did, but it was still a huge thing for it to be theatrically released in North America at the time. And then 
it got the the whole Blu-ray. But but Mononoke itself is such a great entry in Ghibli and Miyazaki's pantheon. It, it continues his themes, the 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 importance of nature, the balance, how no one is really a bad guy. Who you think is a villain, it's shown to have their own motivations, right? Um, yeah, the voice cast is interesting. Also, the United the US dub is like uh, John DiMaggio from. Futurama, Keith David, Claire Danes, as mentioned, Mini Driver, Billy Bob Thornton, Billy Crudup, uh, who else? Gillian Anderson playing playing Gillian Anderson's oh, character is is oh. yeah, but that character is male in you know, in in the Japanese dub. So that was an interesting choice. Wala pa yata masyadong ano eh, mga incels at the time to really you know, <laughs> uh, attack that. But uh, who else? Jada Pinkett Smith. But yeah, it's a it's amazing gray area type movie where I remember just watching it and thinking like when you're so used to anime and it's all action and violence and it's like the theme of the movie is that like some things cannot be solved with violence and um and you feel like someone like a hero is going to be saved but no he's like eternally cursed with that sort of virus on his skin and yeah it's uh you know uh, amazing continuation and strengthening of those themes of like what humanity is doing to the environment and uh, how it's a bit cynical when you look at it but <laughs> still i don't know if refreshing is the term it was so it just felt so new to me how deep and uh, philosophical the the themes were yeah, no, this was especially the time when we were all watching like Macros, uh, Akira, Orochi yeah. Doji, and Bubblegum uh, Crash. <laughs> and this is like, wow, this is a very sensitive film. <laughs> oh. And yet, fantastic animation. I mean, that, that, the, the, that infected giant boar attack. And then, yeah, the raid on the, the castle. Fantastic animation, fantastic scenes. I mean, his regular composer Joe Hisashi doing amazing work also. It's like yeah. Anyway. Classic I mean indelible images. Yeah, they were like yeah. when when San sees him and then her mouth is covered with blood and she doesn't care. She just spits it out and wipes like Ooh, it's such a badass intro. Eh? Cork, have you let Scarlet see this movie? No, she's only seen Kiki. Yeah. Major intense, yeah, payata. Yeah. How but old is Scarlett now? Maybe Totoro. She's like, uh, she's gonna Seven. turn eight in March. Yeah, but yeah, oh my Ooh, god, yeah. Mm. Totoro's tamer than uh, <laughs> yeah. tamer than Kiki. <laughs> I know I mentioned this in a previous pod. But I made the mistake of making Mira watch this at like seven or eight, <laughs> and she was like, "Mom, this is really violent." But she'd seen Spirited Away, which is weird. Like, well, yeah, but it's not that violent compared to yeah. Mononoke. Yeah, well, this one is like hard ass, yeah. blood and guts and gore. Uh, mm-hmm. yung, yung Spirited Away is more like unsettling because it's like it's you know, the transformation of your parents to yeah. pigs. The you know, shit know, it's, it's like monster. It's like ghosts. Yeah. Spirits. Parang Nicholas Rowig's The Witches. Eh. Uh. Parang ganun. <laughs> Disturbing. Pero ito talagang, whoa. Maybe heading <laughs> si Mononoke. Sword, <laughs> sword fights uh, and shit. Oh. True that. <laughs> I can't believe this did not. So wala pa si best animated feature at this time. Wala pa. Yeah. Spirited Away is the one that... Uh, well, the first was Shrek, the right? And then this what? one, yeah. Shrek? 
Shrek won the first, the very first uh, category. Yeah. yeah, and then, well, but then that, surprisingly, that's each twelve. I guess Spirited Away won the next year. So everyone's like, "Wow, <laughs> something beat Pixar." Also, and DreamWorks, I guess yeah. with Shrek. Mm-hmm. Damn, <laughs> is this your favorite Ghibli, Ramon? Ghibli, my favorite might be Nosca. Mm. But I really love. I, well, I love them all. Mononoke, Spirited Away. It's, uh, it's hard to choose. Echo Quark. Maka Spirited Away. Pero only yesterday, <laughs> our Loki favorite. <laughs> no, pero hindi, you know, ah, well, that's a Ghibli, but it's not, you know, it's not Miyazaki. Uh, 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 so, Totoro and, you know, Totoro and Spirited Away, I think. My, my only thing with Spirited Away is it has, it maybe lacks a really good plot. And that's where Mononoke <laughs> comes in, where it's really plot. The first time, first time I ever heard of Letterboxd was this meme where someone was basically screen capped a review of, of Totoro. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you guys know what no. I'm talking about? No. But it's, it's so... I, so basically, it was like a list of all the things that, that should be working against it. Parang, it's like no plot. No main character, no this, no ganyan. And then at the very bottom, one of the best films of all time, <laughs> in all caps. I was like, yeah! I'm like, <laughs> and then yeah. I'm like, what's Letterboxd? <laughs> so, gala. What's your next one, Mel? Yes. It's my last choice. I, I beg of you. Your absolute favorite. I beg you guys to please consider my last favorite movie of 97. Again, I am choosing personal fave, rewatchability, and I guess a bit of critical mass. It is Titanic, which is like the biggest blockbuster of the 90s until, until Avatar came along and Endgame. Why does this film... Were you going to get Goodwill? Wasn't Goodwill your third last? No. No, it was always going to be... Titanic was always going to be in there. I saw Titanic maybe five times in the cinema. And it's... it's, I loved it. I loved it. No irony there. Okay. Yeah, no, I get it. You were the right age. You were the target demographic. I was Leo's target market. Unfortunately, I'm way past this target demographic when it comes to dating right now. But ah, well. anyway, why does <laughs> why does this film get so much in, hate? In, in fact, in fact, I don't think he's going to watch Titanic anymore because none of the the girls he's dated are born past. No, no, I mean Titanic's now twenty five. Yeah, so like, it's, <laughs> it's gone. It's too old for him. It, it, it's dead. It's dead to him. <laughs> but really, guys, why is this movie? A lot of people love to shit on this movie. I don't know why. It's it's a masterpiece. Ah, you. S- Oh. Come on, <laughs> tell me why. Well, okay, this is great. One of the things I'm pretty sure of is um, it's it's the Forrest Gump effect, where um, or the English patient effect. Well, that kind of happened a lot, right? Where the obvious better film uh, lost. Uh, <laughs> Ellie Confidential. So, uh, yes, uh, or or Goodwill Hunting actually might might have been my choice. Really? Uh, at that time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then another thing, well, it was just an awe. 
Nas, ano, name dropping. Lawrence Bender mentioned uh, that ano, people really hated him because of that Oscar speech. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like, like the reason Avatar lost was because of that Oscar, that Titanic Oscar speech. Um, and then another thing is wait wait uh, remind remind people naman what's the context what, what, uh, yeah, what, what yeah, does he say in the speech uh, he goes I'm the king of the world right uh, me 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 me. me 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 yeah. me me that's pretty much what James Cameron said yeah. on stage and then the, the third is like you know, like what well, also the most expensive film ever ever made at that point mm-hmm. the so parang right, wow right. for uh, you know just for like this cheesy romance uh, and I think the last was the backlash of uh, Cameron fans who, parang like Ramon, you and I, we love aliens and we love the abyss and we love, you know, parang Terminator uh, 2. Terminator films. And so parang the hell. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it's a mix of all of those things, I think. And of course, just the fact that it's the highest grossing movie of all time at that point and for a long time after that, right? Oh, yeah, I mean these are all valid. However, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the 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 reason I'm surprised at this is until now you're unironically do not do not see why people shit on it. Uh, well, I it's because it's cheesy and it you know I agree it's the Forrest okay. Gump effect. But take the cynicism aside, it's a great your film. Your first your first answer I think is the is the in terms of critical appreciation, that was the main concern. The writing is not good. Like oh, it's terrible. Oh, so you know, pale. It's like robots yeah, talking. Yeah, exactly. So, parang, that's sort of one of the reasons why people love to crap on it. Was but was you know he's first of all, Cameron himself wasn't the best like original screenplay writer, deba. Right? Um, and then of course, just to contextualize also how crazy this project was in its day. No one expected a love story from Cameron. <laughs> mm. that's, what, that's one mm-hmm. of the things Quark was mm-hmm. mentioning. And then the other thing was, not, ju- not only was this the most expensive film ever made, it was plagued with problems. It super yes. went over budget, super went over schedule. Over schedule. They built like, yeah. how many gigantic tanks the actors were miserable. They were in freezing water for hours and hours. They were sick. Right? Also. Yeah, people were getting sick. They were, you know, one of the, the three things you're, they tell you not to work with in Hollywood is children, animals, and water. And this, of course, had <laughs> definitely tons and tons of water. How could it not? But it's also an interesting story of the obsession and the mania of James Cameron. Like, even if it yeah. sucks, you you can't deny it's like definitely an auteur film. It's very Cameron, you know, and that in a way was the story, the sort of narrative of its success because everyone was absolutely bet. Everyone was sure, not betting, but they were. They had no doubt this was gonna Bang. bomb completely. And it came on the heels of ano of uh, Waterworld, right? which was a very similar oh, ano, uh, similar production plague situation, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, because even even the people who were like kind were saying, even if it makes a little bit of money, that budget is never gonna make back its money. And so when it became yep. when it yep. became a crazy success, and there were these, you know, mm. 
young males out there in the world watching it five times in a theater. That's what people didn't expect. Na people would rewatch a three-hour full three-hour film over and over and over and over again. But Cameron knew it. That's why he put the. Ho, that's ho, why it was ho. a love story, and <laughs> that's how it became one of the first, if not the first, billion-dollar box office movies, right? And at that time, um, it was like unprecedented, and they did not expect that not only would it make its money back, but it would become the biggest sort of money earner in a way. Ramon, you're forgetting so, the fact that people were kind of making the the whole plot a joke because everyone knew how the movie's going to end anyway. Right. So parang, why yeah, would yeah. people that's watch that, this? That's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's one of the other things that they were saying about like, parang, why would they watch this? It's, it's like... I'm, I'm giving um, you one reason why people know watched what happens. it. Leonardo DiCaprio at the height <laughs> of his right. like boyish so, looks. Parang, yeah, because he was like right, white hot after in terms of like the the heat, white hot after William and William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so 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 he gets onto this. <laughs> what is the smell? What are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just saying that Leo <laughs> launched a thousand Tiger Beat covers and with good reason. Right. Yeah, my sister was upset. You know, I remember watching um. What's what's this where he plays Rumbo the poet? Uh, Basketball after... Diaries. No, no, the... no, no, the, uh, no. Uh, M Night Shyamalan yun. Oh. M Night man, new script. You know, after night after anyway, just yeah, he plays Eternal like this midnight man or something. Victorian era oh. poet, right? Um, and, and then I remember watching it, and then Crystal comes in the room and just starts watching it with the me man like, with uh, Iron Mask. The man no. with Iron Mask. That was his movie <laughs> after Titanic. No, it was before La Romeo Plus. Uh, yeah, um, wait, let's see. Rainbow. Uh, <laughs> Total Eclipse. Rainbow. Oh. Total Eclipse, yeah. That, yeah. I think that's Shyamalan, yeah. right? That's, uh, well, Agnieszka Holland directed it, but I don't know if Shyamalan I, wrote okay. it. Um, Maybe, yeah. But... <laughs> Crystal just comes in, my my sister who's at the time like thirteen, and she watches the whole thing with me, and I'm like, "What's wrong with this girl? <laughs> Why is she watching this?" Like, isn't game that the out? movie where he bears his butt or something? Yes, yes, <laughs> that is. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you from your tiger. Of course. <laughs> Check out Total Eclipse, yeah. where Dreamboat Leo DiCaprio bears his butt. <laughs> Okay, for one, and once and for the all. Song, oh, go, go, go. Of course. I mean, uh, the, of course, you know, my heart will go on. I mean, the, yes. the staying power, the, Roman, you just like sent over a TikTok or something last week, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're in this family, kind of uh, like, um, basically uh, did a TikTok of the ending of Titanic and it's Rose and Jack and he's dying. And, <laughs> and then it pans to the rest of the pool and it's all like these dead bodies in the pool. Um, so I mean, it's it's you know it's forever memeable um, that that yes. the, you know the 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 king of the world uh, hugging her while she stretches her arms out. Until now, everybody knows what that is. Even so. my daughter knows what that is. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah. Billy Zane with hair. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I mean, of course, there's so many shots about the couple who stay in bed. As the water is rushing in, yeah. the musicians who keep playing who decide yeah. to that stay. That last half, you know? that last hour. But then the guy yeah. who bounces off the yeah the railing. <laughs> 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 
Tapos yung crowd of people who get flattened by the smokestack. Oh my god. Yeah, and then it, and then and then, it splits into two, right? The boat. Oh. <laughs> and then of course the hand slapping yeah. the window in steamy sex. And then uh, what else, you know? Paint me yeah. like me one like of your French, French girls. girls. Yeah. Come on. And yeah. then, you know, these lines. And then of course, I know the, the, the endlessly memed. It's been 75 years. What, what is that one? The... It's been 85 years. <laughs> it's been 85 years. <laughs> <laughs> Tapos, so, the much missed Bill Paxton, rest in peace. Yeah, oh, oh man. Tapos, we're still debating the kasha pala si Jack on the Didn't boat. Didn't they prove uh, that in Mythbusters how they could have survived? Yeah, of course, but you know, that's not the point. You're not trying to. Why are you trying to, you know, force a plot hole? He has to die, or it's not yeah. tragic. So, Actually, what, I, what I've always hated is the fact that old Rose, old like hundred year old Rose, throws the jewel in the ocean. I've always hated that ending. Why? Why? I, I. It's poetic. Why is it? That's like a hundred million dollars just thrown Wait, out that, of the boat, dude. That I you love don't and get. hate how she not not that she throws it, but how she throws it, which is like, oops. Rubbish. <laughs> 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 it's eighty five years. It was it was a hundred years ago. I know. Oh, but I mean, yeah, that's why it's like so so dumb. I love it. I mean, but, if the point know. is like she doesn't want anyone to profit out of this piece of jewelry, what? she could have given that's it to her granddaughter point. and said, "Use it for good." And then you know, that's mm. not the point. She's sending it back where it belongs because <laughs> her heart is with Jack. Yeah. How am I explaining this to you twenty five years if later? She didn't drop that damn thing. Then the the boat would not have come back to life and. With them dancing yes. under the water. Oh my god! Okay, wait. I have that to whole, ask you guys since you're that whole fever dream wouldn't have you're, happened. You're so into kachipan. Do you think that Kate Winslet and oh. Leo DiCaprio had a thing? Do you think that they had no. a thing? They they have so much chemistry. Yeah, but they're oh, their best cute. friends, But if they had a thing, she they wouldn't be so close. That's my theory. I yeah. guess because he's he's not into the whole I want to be friends with my exes. Thing, no? Parang yeah. he just cuts mm-hmm. ties ka agad. And yet, we have Revolutionary Road. <laughs> <laughs> which is still the scariest movie ever which, for me. Which was directed by husband. Uh, Winslet's husband. Ex-husband. Yeah, ex-hubby. Yeah. I honestly yeah, think that after all these women that Leo's dated, he's just gonna end up marrying Kate Winslet. Parang just accept her wow. companionship because they really... They're so close. And their eyes light up when they talk about each other yeah. in interviews. That's so great, so, no? like kung, the... kung companionship lang, bakit di na lang si Toby Maguire or si Lucas Hans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know, Maguire's married pala. What sorry. are they called? The, the Pussy. The Pussy Posse. Posse. Posse Posse. Oh, With, um, who's the latest edition? There's a latest edition. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Aren't they in their 50s? See, oh, Matthew No, what's his face? Uh, See Jonah? Jonah Hill Jonah? is the, oh. the last ed- addition mm. to the Pussy Posse. Mm. I don't know if he can be in the Pussy Posse if he can't even do press because of anxiety. Though. I don't know, but he, he lost a lot <laughs> of weight. <laughs> and then he, after Leo said, you're Got cool enough tattoos? to hang out with me, his star rose. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> so okay. yeah, Titanicus, please, guys, give it a chance. So who should have won? Who should have won? That year for the Oscars. This did not win best, any best picture. acting picture, uh, acting award. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, but but mm. which of the fa- it's, it's, it was a great year, right? It was like 
uh, Good Will Hunting, Ali Confidential, Titanic. Full Monty, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, okay, weird, weird choice. And then as the good as it one? gets. As good as it gets, yeah. Which should have won? I think um, LA Confidential should have won picture, but um, Cameron should have won director. Mm-hmm. Those are my two oh, choices. Do you agree, Roman? Hmm, eh. I kind of see the point eh, of giving it to him as director just because of like... Come on, he, maybe, this maybe, is 11 yeah. months of filming, you know... Ramon. Not including <laughs> so, the two years of wow. being in the submarine. Just... Terrence Malik shot Tree of Life for 19 years. So it doesn't, it doesn't really... Yeah. But I mean... I'm such a Cameron you know, apologist. I'm sorry. To, to sound super pretentious now, may pagka ano to eh. <laughs> See, Cameron doing Titanic was basically him being Fitzcarraldo. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Quark, di ba? I mean, yeah. crack me up here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, so it's Ramon having a hard but, time. But I, I, I appreciate nga na, yes, it was like, his drive and media, this film would not have been completed had it not been enough. That said, <laughs> when I, I remember when I watched this in the theater, I was annoyed for two hours. What? And then, wait, wait, quiet. <laughs> I cried. Finish, wait. <laughs> I, was, I was annoyed for two hours. And then the iceberg finally hits. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. So iceberg, the last right hour, ahead. The last hour is where I'm like, you know, spectacular. Rubbing my palm, rubbing my palms together, and like licking my lips, and like mm, mm. <laughs> here we go. Would you watch this movie again? I have this on original DVD, but my my family bought it, not me. <laughs> but yeah, I would watch it again eventually. I watched it again yeah. last year, so yeah. you know. I think it's like it's a great it HBO movie. VHS. <laughs> Didn't it get remastered or in 4K or something recently? It was Gattaca who got the 4K, 4K print recently. Yeah. I won't watch this anytime soon, but I, I think I'll watch it again eventually. <laughs> but isn't it crazy now? Parang in hindsight, what's more bizarre to me is that Avatar. Yeah, beat this. Eventually beat it. Without Which is a completely DiCaprio. forgettable movie. I, I don't so remember weird. anything about Avatar. It doesn't have the love story. Well, with Zoe Saldana, but who cares? But it's not for. It's not as memorable at all. Yeah. And yet, we're going. We're looking down the barrel of four sequels. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Are you ready it's, for this? <laughs> it's this year, yeah. Right? It's coming out this year. All four? No, or the just, first no, 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 one. The first, the first one. sequel. Sure. Yeah, December, right? wow. And I'm about, I'm watching this month, I'm watching Avatar again, because it's yeah. coming back to theaters. Oh, wow. Which so I thought was just like a glorified fern gully. And how long ago was 19 Avatar? years. 2009, yeah. Crazy. Uh-oh. Ah, 19, but 10 <laughs> years, but 10. Yeah. 14. Well, well, 12, something like that, yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Wait, Quark, well, who Banana. would you have picked as best picture? I don't know, I mean, I... Like that year, it was Good Will Hunting for me, but I might it might uh, age. I forgot. I forget who I was talking to about Good Will Hunting, where they hated the the. Oh yeah, this is British dude I was talking to. The how day. you like, like them the, apples? I bet they hated yeah, the, them. How do you, but, but I love that. Well, before the apple moment, I love the yung binabara niya yung guys sa sa ano sa bar I love that scene um, which guy yeah uh, and then it ends with like well you want to take it outside <laughs> oh. so I, I I really need to watch Good Hunting again I've been wanting to watch it um 
Um, but it, it seems like now it would have been only confidential as my pick. Yeah. And James Cameron for <laughs> And James Cameron, yeah. No, give it give it to James. Yeah. And um, Yeah, Ellie Confidential is the one that's going to be taught in schools. Mm. Yes. And and Elliot Smith for best song. Because only oh. because he played with one guitar and then and then it all opened up for Celine Dion right after. And I just found that like one of my favorite Oscar moments. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Yes. Moving on. Indeed. Moving Was on. Was Ramon? You never got into the whole CD revolution? Oh, I got a few. But I can't afford to start all over again. I mean, I've invested too much time and money in my albums. Yeah, but you can't get new stuff on records. I don't get new stuff that often. My last favorite from 97 for this episode is um, Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. Yes. Which, yeah, at the time, I remember thinking it's so different from what we knew of his work, what we were expecting of his work, but now it's it's still the probably the most underrated, perhaps, because it's so compared to what came before. It's so slow. It's so focused on character, and it's also got. I remember at the time reading how. Miramax was like really worried that it's a love story between two people in their fifties, <laughs> and it's an and it's an ano pa, it's an it's an interracial relationship pa. So and then it's his first uh, adaptation, diba, of Elmore Leonard's yeah. Rum Punch. So there were all these things, and it, but it was the first quote unquote mature work from Tarantino, where I think it was starting to get to him where. Every time people would describe him, it was like, you know, the stylization, but, you know, sort of cribbed from the things he loves. And, and they, even though this one has still a lot of those homages, it's so pared down and it's so focused on the acting, on the characters. So, and it's just so lovely. Eh? The casting is so incredible. Right? I mean, of course, the whole, the whole project was built around Pam Greer to the point where he, instead of using the name of the book Rum Punch, he, he named the film Jackie Brown as an homage to Pam uh, Greer's film Foxy Brown. And then, of course, his regulars are there, so there's Sam Jackson, etc. But um, then you have Bridget Fonda, Robert De Niro, my God, that was Michael Keaton <laughs> doing the same role, the same character that he did in Soderbergh's Out of Sight. And then, of course, the perfect casting of Pam Greer and Robert Forster. Uh, and it's such a cool, simmering, almost out of sight-ish in, in that sort of sexy way. Na parang may chemistry talaga yung leads. And then, and Forster's character is one of those rare things where it's just a genuinely nice character. Like, mm-hmm. he's just doing his job. You know, they don't need to give him any kind of edgy bits. Like, he has a drug problem or, you know, a, uh, a kid who's like acting up or whatever. It's just, no, I'm just a bail bondsman doing my thing. And then, you know. I meet the, I encounter this woman who is uh, who parang throws him for a loop, and yeah, I mean it's got the typical great musical supervision of uh, Tarantino and a selection of seventies soul tunes. So it's a great soundtrack. It was it was one of his I think his longest film uh, mm-hmm. to date at that point. So that was another thing that sort of. Um, uh, sort of hobbled it in terms of the box office, but because everyone was 
so excited for you know the follow up what was gonna come yeah what was the follow up to this palm door hundred million dollar box office indie film that got nominated and got him you know an Oscar for a screenplay so yeah Jackie can Brown. I make a confession yeah I've never it. seen this movie it's In it's movie. a good time well, well, I didn't spoil anything <laughs> it's the only well, Tarantino film you're in for a seen? treat no. I'm glad I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> you know what? I've not seen Jackie Brown. My gosh, I've been talking. I didn't realize that uh, I'm muted. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I, you, you, this is only a Tarantino film you haven't seen? Yes. I skipped uh... this. I remember seeing the posters of this in, like, in all the cinemas. And I was like, I'm going to skip this. And I never wow. saw it since. I remember Ooh. hating this when it came out. Because it was the wow. anti-pulp fiction? Is that why? Yeah. And I was, I was with a classmate who kept on trying to tell me, like, Tarantino's a fluke. You know, he, he's a uh, pulp fiction is a fluke. Si Mosey lang yan And then I remember, like, no, I'll prove it to you. I'll bring you to the premiere of Jackie Brown. And then, like, you know, he was, like, looking at me the whole time. And I was like, yeah, okay, you're right. Um, but I do love it now. I think it's, it really is, like, a later film. Yeah. I In Tarantino's words, it's a hangout film. Like, you just mm. really love the characters. Nedge, yeah. Or Del Ruby and, you know, yeah, uh, Jackie Brown, of course. And, you know, Forge's character. It's just, the more you watch it, the more you kind of just, like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a nice time with these awesome characters um mm-hmm. chris tucker was there i remember for a bit right yeah yeah <laughs> and then it's beaumont yeah yeah it didn't have any of the tarantino things in it i didn't have so much i mean it had that 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 uh thing with the women in bikinis with guns and they're kind of like talking about it <laughs> but it didn't have like that tarantino pop culture i know so much uh talking it didn't have the the broken structure until towards the end when you revisit this um heist um, yeah, and then and then it was long. It was just super long, um, and it was unsexy, like unlike Pulp Fiction. But um, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. This may be the most underrated because again, sandwiched between Kill Bill and and Pulp Fiction. But mm. this is uh, this and you know like uh, the Delphonics, you know. <laughs> Right, right. Would would you guys I, I, think that this is like a good companion companion piece to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is another Tarantino hangout movie? Hmm. Iba eh, kasi this one. It's more mature, one... than ano, actually, no? Yeah, yeah. Mas mas stylized pang yung Once Upon. Oh. Eh. Yeah. This one, this yeah. yeah, this one hardly has yeah no like ultra violence and it's really one of his most. Quiet. That may understated. Be, yeah, his most understated movie. So, parang coming off of the heels of, you know, and I remember like a lot of critics hated it, but Ebert really championed this movie. So, um, mm. because you know, parang this, um, it wasn't what the coming off of the heels what might be the most important movie of the nineties, parang and then you come out with this like very quiet romance between. I know, like. Right. <laughs> See, so, I didn't even know it was a romance movie. I thought it was like some heist because it's like Elmer Leonard. Yeah, yeah, it it kind of is. Parang si um, Pam Greer's character gets involved, parang rock in a hard place, getting forced to do stuff. But 
and then you know so parang and then she she needs to get out of trouble and she needs the Robert Forster's help etc etc but but it's really this developing chemistry kasi and and relationship between them they like they feel this mutual attraction so that's why i sort of compared it to out of sight which also is which a, my, another more leonard my book my favorite soderberg of all time until now oh, yeah. so yeah watch. they're they're yeah yeah you should definitely watch it because keaton's character in out of sight he plays the exact mm, same character mm-hmm. in in this movie and that had the almost it's very unprecedented yeah. yeah this is so this is before marvel movies okay? so <laughs> and then I remember at the time, what was a shock to me was Michael Keaton and De Niro taking supporting roles. And yeah. then parang, diba, the leads was like, I didn't know who Pam Greer was in 97. Yeah. It had to be explained to me. I didn't, I didn't watch the, the, the black exploitation films where she became Sikat. And I didn't know Robert Forrester either. I think most people didn't. He was still just sort of a character actor na... Tarantino always loved. So to hang the film on them as your leads, tapos yung supporting mo is like, you know, Oscar nominees <laughs> like Bridget Fonda, Samuel L. Jackson, oh etc. Et Bridget Fonda, the ultimate 90s girl. Yeah, and one of her last films, I think. You know, what uh, ha- whatever yeah. happened to her. Yeah. She married Danny Elfman. Yeah, she was oh a lot my. of her feet. <laughs> mm. uh, in, in this movie. This is, she, she's a foot fetish girl in this film. Um, yes. But yeah, even even... Her, no, but she wasn't that. Uh, she wasn't that important a character. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Now we want to watch it again. I'm reading <laughs> oh that Tarantino considered Paul Newman, Gene Hackman, and John Saxon before casting wow. Robert Forster. Wow. Ibang iba yung energy kung Paul Newman and Pam Greer. Yeah. For the better or worse. For worse, I think, because uh, he's, parang he's too good looking. Eh? That was what was great yeah. with Forster and Pam Greer was like they kind of looked like people from the seventies. Mm. You know, they were their age, and then they weren't like super glamorous movie star looks. And Hackman would have been too intense, most likely. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And much a loser, Forster, which made them so endearing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I will. It's one of these days. Watch I'll it. finally yeah. finish my oeuvre. Feel, 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 feel my heat. I think we should repeat that again. Feel, 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 feel. Feel my heat. Feel my heat. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Well, capping this off with my favorite film from 1997 and my favorite film from that director. Pretty much until I saw it again last year. And then I realized, ah, no. There will be blood is my favorite. <laughs> really? <laughs> <from PDF. laughs> but, <laughs> but for the longest time, for a good uh, 20 years, it was Boogie Nights. Oh, um, yeah. This is the story of Dirk Diggler. Boogie Nights, uh, a peek into the 17th porn film, uh, porn scene. Um, and kind of like the second movie of this up-and-coming director, um, Paul Thomas Anderson, who I think I I think people released I don't know why uh, his first film Hard Eight the same year, right? Same year, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, parang more or less unknown, and then suddenly there's this like tour de force about uh, Dirk Diggler, um, uh, a very blessed uh, porn star with a big dick, um, <laughs> and then um, the the people around him, and um, it was just really it it felt like. It was definitely um, Paul Thomas Anderson's 
uh, homage to Scorsese. It feels very much mm. like a Scorsese yeah. film. A lot of the Scorsese tricks, especially mm-hmm. in Goodfellas, the, the tracking the switch bands, yeah, the the zoom sudden ins, zooms, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the repeating takes. the thing three times with a different you know, mm. sizes. Um, and, and it's, I don't know, but it's like two hours and thirty, but it really whizzes by. Um, and it's you know when I watched it again, like I think last year, parang ano it it had this like oh this this doesn't really this is very freewheeling this movie. Um, you know mm-hmm. it is. Oh, it's just parang super strict plot plot. Yeah, and it and it kind of like happens in like it. Um, Happens in like four or five events mainly, like New Year parties and I know, um, like the opening of clubs and you know. So it's it's a very peculiar movie in that. Um, okay, well, not a plot, but um, it's the characters are so well defined uh, and really memorable. I mean, I can you know Amber Waves and. Um, I know Roller Girl, Roller Girl. another nineties <laughs> queen, Heather Graham. Yeah. Yes, and um, it's and yeah, and it's it's really in in the end, it's really about family. So if you haven't seen this movie, dear listeners, and you like uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, I think maybe the closest film of his. So this is actually the the most recent uh, Licorice Pizza, right? Um, but it's just you know, parang wow, what an arrival of a of a new force in cinema. Parang it really you know, talaga blew me away. Um, and yeah, for the longest time, it was my favorite Pete Anderson, and still is one of his best. This is along with Pulp Fiction, the movie I'm most afraid to rewatch. <laughs> Why? I because I'm to me, Pulp Fiction and Boogie Nights are perfect movies. And I'm so scared to find flaws when I rewatch it again. Oh no! <laughs> it it calls to mind, man. This, parang semi recent um, uh, confession. I don't know, but this revel, this story of Fiona Apple, diba? Oh yeah. Where <laughs> her, she was recounting her days when she was dating P.T. Anderson, though, and then basically. She would be with him, and he would be hanging out with Tarantino, and they would be basically doing cocaine and just talking about movies nonstop down for the whole evening. And she just found it so insufferable. Is <laughs> <laughs> Pete Anderson madal ba? Parang you want to ano daw, you want to really like um quit taking drugs if you've, if you've <laughs> with Tarantino. Uh, Tarantino and, I get, but Pete Pete Anderson's a good hang whenever he he's on he's in interviews. Menjo, no, if you listen to the commentary of this film, he's a bit insufferable. <laughs> Parang ano siya. Parang siya, ano, but he's married to Maya of... Rudolph. Come on. Yeah. How ano insufferable siya? can you be? He, I think I think he really changed after There Will Be Blood. But ano, um see who's that director in ano, in Entourage? I think that guy was based on the guy. <laughs> I, I, I kid you not. He really sounds like you know, I'm not waxing your car, man. Blah blah blah. And like, like, what's the worst thing you ever had when you had sex? Parang ano talaga? Parang ano siya? Toxic male. <laughs> See, you know, Billy Walsh. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, <sighs> ba, parang pero you know, yung yung romance niya with Maya Rudolph was before there will be blood. Because mm. they met 
because he spent almost a year with pala, punch drunk in with the in the writer's SNL. room of SNL oh. trying to learn comedy trying to learn comedy so that he could write punch drunk love yeah that's where he met Maya oh what a cute meet wow. cute that's like a rom-com in itself wow. you know? right there yeah so I know. So it's not changed. Like like unlike Tarantino, who until now is exactly the same. And he's not married yeah, with two parang, kids, ano, three kids, coked up, even coked up. Talaga tung si you know. Like it's 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 one of my favorite commentaries ever because they backstab uh, Burt Reynolds in the hmm. like like they're like yeah man what's this guy's problems like he never wanted to hang out with us. Parang ganon. Parang siyang ano um, child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but at, so, at the end of the day, um, yeah, great soundtrack, great, you know, just just yeah, very kinetic movie. Right? One of the best ensemble films, and I think one of the things that you mentioned, na parang it doesn't really have like a super strict plot, but because it captures its era so well, that parang helps it glide, alam mo yun. Yeah. And then I remember it's like one of the best transitions to the eighties of all time. Yeah, ayung ano yung gunshot. Is this a movie where you first laid eyes on um, Julianne Moore? Uh no, it was yeah. safe. Short oh. it was safe. Yeah, I mean, I I, 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 I saw shortcuts. shortcuts after, oh. <laughs> but that would have been a very awkward introduction to <laughs> oh, my right. favorite actress, Julianne Moore. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was safe, which I still think is her best role, but. The Amber Waves is is oh. so so good. Like the the come inside me scene, it's so good. Because so, <laughs> she's being so motherly. It's like no 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 go ahead go ahead come inside me. I'm like wow, how can this be so sweet and endearing? Galing. DiCaprio famously turned down the role of Dirk Diggler. Do you think? Oh. Do you think that would have he would have played a different Dirk, far better or worse? When you rewatch it, I know it. Like, like Mark Wahlberg is terrible in this movie. <laughs> he's always whiny. He's like, you don't know what I can do. I'm what I'm gonna but, do. That sort of makes but him that's great. his character, right? Yeah. He's like this clueless yeah, dude. Yeah. But I think you know that skit of um of uh Sandberg na parang say hi for your mother for me, right? I think yeah. that was based on the acting in this, <laughs> this <film>. movie. <laughs> well, it could have yeah. been any of yeah. this film then, but. I think though, if it was DiCaprio, parang he would have been too pretty. Mm. Yeah, know, major distracting yung quality. But also, yun nga, parang I think he would have been acting too well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you turn down your acting, been, Leo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, parang sobrang bagay kasi na parang clueless kid from the valley si ano eh. Yeah. Si si Wahlberg, even though of course he's from Boston, but you know, but that that sort of that energy, that sort of major needy patheticness, parang it was so bagay. Eh. Yeah. And, uh, and sobrang skinny, wiry frame then. Si yeah, ma- he, this was so his parang... androgynous era ish. No, ano pa siya payat. Mm. Really pretty yeah. to look at. And yung new Marty Wahlberg, yung mother, heat will rock you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so, <laughs> ano, it's so him. It's really him. <laughs> Himbo na himbo. You feel the heat. You feel, 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 feel the heat. John C. Riley's uh, Reed Rothschilds. What a, what a great role. PSH. Also. Yes. Yun. Yeah. Diba? Philip Seymour. Behold. Oh my God. My God. Luis Guzman. Don yeah. Cheadle. Yeah. William H. Macy. Woo. Mm. Grabe. 
What a... Murderers Row of Sporting Actors. And maybe one of the best uh, no, soundtracks like, of all time. So good. Only nominated right. for screenplay. One nomination. Yeah. Mm. That's crime, crazy. Crime, now. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, because mm. anything PTA makes, they will nominate, right? Like uh but but th- sad sadly this and Magnolia. Well no, they didn't nominate Magnolia, right? For the day song. <laughs> Best picture? He's no, never no, won. Song. He's never been nominated for director. What? No. Yeah, apart from uh, even though, ah, yeah. Wala pa. I think Phantom Thread. Wait. There will be blood. Wala. Yeah. Famously. Oh. oh. Mm. A travesty. Truly. <laughs> um. And and so there. There's that. That's our list, dear listeners. Please search those films out. Do you guys have runners up? Well, uh, I'll run down mine. Mine is, well, apart from the films that you guys already mentioned, there's also Chasing Amy, Donnie Brasco, yeah. The Sweet Her- yes. Hereafter, which is really depressing. Uh, That's fantastic. <laughs> really but it's a really great movie. Was that Ice Storm this year? Yes, also. Yes. Oh. Shut up. Wag the dog that was also and my con- one of my contenders. Yes. So, yeah. Those were my contenders were Ice Storm, Wag the Dog. Um, happy together, sweet hereafter, lost highway, Donny Brasco, abre los ojos, mm. vanilla sky, um, paran, bro, panicus, <laughs> panicus, no. funny, funny games, oh my god, Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Cure, Satoshi Kon's Perfect Blue, as mentioned, yeah, 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 good, well, Goodwill Hunting, I'm surprised we didn't talk about that. I now I want to watch it again, and I don't. But um, other other stuff, yeah, the Ice Storm, Lost oh. Highway. That's how good this year was. My favorite director. Shocker that Quark then put in a Lynch movie in his top. Three. My favorite director of all time came, which is also very top tier Lynch. Huh? That's like maybe one of his best four or five movies, and yeah, yeah, and for that year, I think it was number six or seven. Uh, in in my list, um, and then yeah, I love that. Ano, eh, diba? Parang depression in the snow, the sweet hereafter, and yes. uh, the ice storm. Talagang wow, Which that so was the year for it. Yeah, <laughs> parang wow. What is this genre? Um, Families in crisis in winter. <laughs> Galing. And then you know, gross point. Uh, well, gross point. Blank, gross point. Yeah. Back. I remember was enough. Yep. But I I I want to ask: Did anything not age well? I I. Remember seeing Chasing Amy, which is still good. Maybe like I'm sure that did not age well. <laughs> but it, it looks yeah. like shit. <laughs> it's a terrible yeah, you, looking I, movie. I, until now, it's so distracting when you see the entire crew in, <laughs> in the, the car. Yeah, in one of the reflections. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, the Fifth Element? Uh, people seem well, to love well, that in our Facebook group. It's a great, enjoyable film. But you know, one of those ones. Nah, yeah, you're probably not gonna see this in the in film schools but also you know a fantastic mur- again another murderous row of amazing talented people there like costumes by Jean-Paul Golpi your your art was by Mobius right? yeah. I mean, and then uh, no, Gary Oldman's Gary Oldman one of the Zerg. best know, villainous roles with a southern drawl yeah. for some reason Chris Tucker and really of course, ruined a lot Chris of films, Tucker, no, by the way 
Ruined? Grabe. I don't know. Like, like, I mean, even, even Jackie Brown, parang he's like, you know, he's just like, pa, pa, ano, papansin talaga. Uh, also, in the know. Pero parang that's, well, that's what he is, eh. Parang he, uh, he doesn't, he can't really act. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just himself. That's true. Pero, diba parang, I think it, how the story goes is, it was supposed to be Prince, diba? How do you guys feel about 25 years later, uh, as good as it gets? Yeah. You know, I was never a, an as good as it gets guy. I mean, I liked it fine, but, you know, parang, yeah. It's fine. It, uh, you know, maybe it'll get, it'll get you teary, but it doesn't really hold up, eh. You know what I mean? Although... Absolutely, yeah. Because I have, I have a fondness for James L. Brooks, especially in my broadcast news, etc. But... It's funny then when you see na he's clearly the guy Judd Apatow worships. You know what I mean? Mm. Na parang it's like it's that kind of sort of um, almost feel good, but my counting edge, but in the comedy. But he really wants that kind of comedy that can get nominated for Oscars. Yeah. Yan yung what's age the worst for me? Uh, in as good as it gets. Like, yeah. The fact that it won so many acting awards in such a stacked year, and right now, if you watch it, the politics are so dated. Jack Nicholson's character is very cringe. <laughs> well, he he even then, the man it was there, right? I mean, it was meant to be. Yeah, but it's never celebrated. But now, when you watch it, he falls in love with like what a woman thirty years younger, and he's so rude to her. Mm. And he's such a rude man, and I don't think that film would have been made now. So, parang you think the toxic behavior getting rewarded would have gotten it cancelled? Oh, or even sure. the fact that Greg Kinnear is not gay and playing a gay man. <laughs> for sure, it's a payan. The nineties, but yeah, no, I'm just looking at the list. And that, and that, I don't know. Like, Scorsese came out in Kundun that year. My favorite Kundun loved it. <laughs> my favorite Oliver Stone movie, U-Turn, came out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. An underrated comedy as well, In and Out, which was my pick for Best Supporting wow. Actress. Frank Oz. More than Kim Basinger. Directed, right? Yeah. Right? Frank Oz. Directed uh, by Miss Piggy. In and Out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Galing. <laughs> and the, no, the original Insomnia, actually. Oh, even Amistad pala. What? Spielberg also wow. came out with a movie that year. Well, Amistad. you know, Give Us Us Free is the only thing you remember from that. <laughs> so, I mean, besides the terrible wigs, but... Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so honestly, there's like three big auteur movies in 97. That's Titanic, Ellie Confidential, and Boogie Nights. Which one for you guys would have been on top? Huh? No. <laughs> uh, you mean like Hollywood? Oh, yeah. yeah. In your perfect Oscar or awards, re- awards season race, would it be L.A. or Boogie Nights as picture? Without, without changing nominees, you mean? Mm. Well, we changed nominees because Boogie Nights really didn't get recognized for anything. Ah, well, heat up my Donnie Brasco. I think we can just all agree that tano, a freaking Full Monty should not have been oh, nominated. That was <laughs> Seven Years in Tibet came out this year also. What? <laughs> Which I, I love. Yeah, so, you know, it's like... Who's the director? Nun? Is it Anod? Uh, Jean-Jacques? Uh, Jean-Jacques Anod, yes. Jean-Jacques Anod. Wow. Crazy, no? It's ridiculous. In the company of men, weird, but that, that came wow. out that year. Love you. <laughs> yeah. Locally, I'm. Parang ano, I do, I die just could I. Not, not really <laughs> a memorable <laughs> <laughs> for Filipino movies, but you know. 
Uh, kind of miss those titles, no? Even the <laughs> local movies nowadays, it's like, I mean, the the closest to wit we get is the double entendre or triple entendre of Viva Max titles, eh? <laughs> yeah, right. Ligaya ang itawag mo sa akin. That's what came out. That was like, oh, a, oh yeah, I watched yeah, that yeah, in a okay. theater. Shout out to Carlitos. And um, oh. was that was that Riza? John Arcelia was in it, and um, Rosanna. Yun. Rosanna Rosas. And, uh, they call me joy. I think Milagros by by Marilo. Um, Ooh. Yeah. All right, guys. Good work. Shy of two hours. Wow, ninety-seven. A great year. <laughs> is there is there a movie that you feel deserve uh, a second look or a reevaluation? I think. Well, for. For what better reviews? Well, either it's parang like you said, yeah, na parang oh, why the fuck did we like this? I mean, it, it might, I guess, for you be as good as it gets or the full Monty, but there, what is there? Also, Face Off, I think. Oh, was Face Off that year? Yeah, yeah. Contact <laughs> was that year. It's, I don't know. Like, what a what a Air Force One was that year as well. So I want to re. Oh. I actually want to rewatch that. Yeah. Or, or or is there something that? Parang, oh, this was under the radar, but turned out to be much more important than people expected. Starship Troopers. <laughs> that oh, fits that one. okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And yeah, people did it. It was so ahead of its time, no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The satire. You know, I have not, not seen that. Maybe I should watch that. What? Starship I Troopers? Saw it yeah. The, the, I saw it in oh. Starship Troopers. I was like, but now, yeah. When it, it came out, yeah, yeah. Resurgence. Oh. But when you, when you read all these retro articles, it's like Starship Troopers, a movie that no one saw that's really good. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I sort of appreciated the black humor, but I don't think I was, like, you know, brainy enough to. Really, I wasn't appreciate mature enough to understand the satire, the especially the fascism. Yeah. You know, the the jingoism that's being you know made fun of. I was gonna say, cause the other Paul Anderson, his <laughs> best film, his best film until now is Event Horizon, which oh. came out in 1987. Hey, and that's not a bad Paul movie. Yeah, it was Paul W S. I mean, and I remember when I watched that. I did not know who he was. I just knew, I think, just Sam Neill and, and Forrest Whitaker. Mm. And then, mm-hmm. of course, it's like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. It's got, you know, Alan Grant. But it was so disturbing. It was messed up. I mean, until now, the boobog in the eyes is, ah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I'm like, crawling skin code, just even remembering it. But the kind of existential horror in... In space, in not just what you would expect from that kind of setting, I think, yeah, it, it's still. I think it stands up. I should rewatch it, but I remember it, it ended up like being one of those things where when you meet film buffs, and then you know, if, if you find that someone likes Event Horizon, it's like, yeah, we're like the five people who rented that VHS. <laughs> I know we ran an Enslate survey and Event Horizon came up a number of times. Oh, good, good. With one of one of the topics, like a lost, underappreciated movie. Make us proud, peeps. Uh, yeah. No, I just wanted to mention that, you know, another way they can make us proud is by, you know, showing up for our special screening. <laughs> very nice, very nice. 
Nice segue, mm-hmm. which is uh, happening on Friday, September 9 at 7 p.m. Unfortunately, Quark can't join us live because he is geographically undesirable right yeah. now. But have fun, for this guys. podcast. I've seen that movie <laughs> many, many times. So. <laughs> Please go. Yeah, go. And we're also going to have a, a live Q&A with Martika and Monster, the women behind Leonor will never die. Yeah. All right, guys. Join us for the next episode when we talk about the fantasy epics that are rocking streamers. <laughs> the Wheel of Time. Uh, what a time to be alive as a fantasy film. Did you say The Wheel of, the wheel of Time? <laughs> oh. An Amazon Prime original. Yes. Bye bye. <laughs> By Amazon Studios. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Happy 100th 100 to us. Bye.